It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, you know and love her. We all do. She is a number one New York Times bestselling author, but you know her as the co-host of Fox and Friends on the Fox News channel every single day. She's also got something really special on Fox Nation, which I personally love. It is Ainsley's Bible study. Ainsley Earhart has got a new book, too. Welcome to Live in the Bream. Hey, Live in the Bream, Shannon Bream. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you for having me on. Oh my goodness, this new book is so sweet. It's called, I'm So Glad You Were Born, Celebrating Who You Are. It is, the illustrations are so cute. The story is so encouraging and uplifting and just so precious. Basically a story to children that God's got a big plan for you. You are super special. Live out and find out what you're supposed to be. I mean, what your passion is, what he's designed you for, because he's got big plans. Um, Tell us about the heart of the book. Well, um, so you've met my daughter, Hayden Shannon, and um, she is just such a joy in my life. And um, I'm just so grateful to God to be a mama and to have her in my life. Um, I've had some ups and downs and in the marriage area, but um, and I had a miscarriage, but God gave me this little child. And I know you have a wonderful husband, Shannon. I'm so happy for you and happy for your successes with your podcast and um, with your new show. And this is how God has blessed me. He gave me this precious little girl. And um, when I wrote my other children's books, it was when she was a baby. And so that was a, I was in a different stage. And now we're in the fun, running around the house, dancing. Hmm. She prances through life. She has a big imagination. She loves art and science and uh, she's a a great little student and we just love each other we love spending time together she's my little buddy and so this book is just about celebrating all the children around the world their lives and my mom always said I'm so glad you were born on our birthdays and one day I was anchoring the show with Steve Ducey and uh, I said well I'm just so glad you were born on his birthday and he started laughing and the whole studio you know, laughed. And <laughs> I said, well, that's something my mom always said when we were growing up. And he, his wife wrote him in the middle of one of our shows one morning and said, Ainsley's new children's book or next children's book needs to be called. I'm so glad you were born. And I said, that is great. I love it. Mm. I love it. It's so sweet. I mean, the whole thing is just you cheerleading for your child saying like, you're going to have hard times. You're going to have good times. Like I'm never going anywhere. I love you. And there's a whole perfect plan for your life. That's exactly right. And I want the children, you know, some kids have parents like I did that the mom and dad both work. And so mom and dad aren't there all the time. So this is a great way to connect with your children or your grandchildren or your godchildren, your nieces or nephews. And just remind them that even though we might not have a lot of time together, or even if you do have a lot of time together, sit down and read this book with them and tell them they have talents and they have big hearts and they need to discover new things and skip through life. And let's celebrate your special day. And you are incredible. And God has a big plan for your life. So let's have a party and a celebration. And um, you know, throughout the, the book, it says, I'll bang the drums loudly and blow the brass horn and shout to the world. I'm so glad you were born. And then at the end of the book, the children get to yell out, I'm so glad mm-hmm. I was born. So even though it's the parents or the grandparents message to the child, I'm so glad you were born at the very end of the book. They have to be glad they were born because they know God has a big plan for their lives. And we talk about how they're crafted. They're creatively crafted. Mm -hmm. They are divinely designed. 
They are smart. And we use the word fox because they're smart like a fox. And you and I work at Fox. So I love that line. They're smart like a fox. Um, the way you think outside of the box. You know, it's it rhymes. It's really catchy and cute for the kids. And um, we get we get this we get out this big Tupperware container that's full of instruments and we roll it into the kitchen and we pull out the instruments and we crank the music. Sometimes it's praise and worship music. Sometimes it's the Trolls soundtrack or Tayo Cruz, whatever song she loves at the moment. Mm-hmm. We blare it and we run around the kitchen and run it around the apartment and just we bang the drums. We blow the horns. We are so happy that she was born and we just have a good time together. Yeah. And just that whole idea of celebrating life. I think we all get so busy sometimes and we're running from work and home obligations and all the things that can get our eyes off of that childlike wonder that you talk about in the book. And like you describe with Hayden, like just dancing around the kitchen. I mean, things that are so simple, but bring real joy and happiness into your life. You mentioned this line too, which I love so much in the book. God made you spectacular, one of a kind, creatively crafted and divinely designed. And it made me think of Psalm 139, where it has that language about saying, you know, you knew me and knit me together in my mother's womb before anybody else ever knew I was around. Like, you know, this idea that God has always thought out what your life is going to be and that he has something special for you and that you're special just because he made you. Yeah. You know, I, I've always admired your relationship you've had with your mom, Shannon. And I know you were an only child and your mom, you were so close with your mom and your mm-hmm. mom is such a wonderful Christian woman. And so that's the kind of relationship I wanted to have with Hayden. I wanted her to know that I do have time for you. I do love you. And the moments we have together, even though they're fleeting because she's getting older. And I talked to someone at Fox today who said, oh, my son's going to 11th grade. And he said, you be careful. You just enjoy this time because she's going to be in 11th grade soon. And it's so true. It just flies by. And I just want her to know my house, our apartment is an oasis for her. I work really hard so that she can have a good life. And we don't have, I don't want her to feel stress right now. I want her Mm -hmm. to enjoy her childhood because you remember being a child and you're so imaginative and your whole, your whole up, your whole childhood is just all puff balls and rainbows. And that, (laughs) That goes away eventually. So I just want her to have fun. And when she walks in my house, I don't want there to be yelling or screaming that, you know, there is discipline, but it's loving discipline. And it is, I get down at her level and we discuss things and we talk about why maybe she didn't listen to me or why she might've had not such a fun day at school that day. And I want to hear from her and I want to get to know her and understand what she's thinking. But, um, you know, kids are just so cute, and this is a great way just to sit them down and tell them we love them, and we're their biggest champions, and you don't have to keep secrets. You can tell me anything, and I'm going to love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. That unconditional love of a parent, and mirrored so much by God's unconditional love for us. What did your mom do? What did your mom do? Sorry to interrupt you, but what no, did you, you're, you're such an amazing Christian, and oh. I love to hear stories about your mom. You know what? I'm a sinner saved by grace. Same thing my mama would say. Um, And we had many years when it was just the two of us. When I was little, my parents divorced. And so I think it gave us that unique bond that you've got with Hayden where you really are in some ways growing together. You're both growing up in whether it's your spiritual walk or whatever in life. I mean, you're still growing together. And my mom was just, I mean, just like you, she just modeled it for me. I mean, she knew that we would have hard times and we would go through difficult things. But she always told me, you know, God is watching over us and there are people that have it tougher than us and we can still give to other people. I mean, my mom's the first person 
as you know, that will show up with a casserole or cookies or her best thing, her homemade bread. Um, even when we didn't have much, she was just constantly communicating through her actions that we needed to look out for other people and respect other people. And so I think just watching her and seeing her pray and seeing her read the Bible, um, it just modeled it for me. And um, also with the flaws, we all lose our temper and have fusses. And my mom and I, especially, you know, once you hit high school, you mentioned it's hard to imagine like Hayden being a junior in high school. Like, it, I, gosh, time does fly. But, you know, my mom and I definitely butted heads and we saw things differently. But there was always that underlying bond of having been so close walking through life together, the two of us for a while. And mm-hmm. um, just faith, you know, it was always ever present. Um, in everything that we did, in every conversation, it was just sort sort of always there. Well, she did well. She did well. I know well, she's proud. Well, thank you. <laughs> What'd she say when you got the new show? Well, this is so funny, and I will say this for the first time. She's going to kill me for saying this, but I know how my mom thinks, and so she immediately was so sad because she's like, "Well, now I don't get to see you five days a week. I don't get to see oh. you and Kevin." She <laughs> loves Kevin Cork, and you yeah. know he's such a good sport. We would do midnight snacks on Fox News at night, and so we would eat weird, disgusting food. And Kevin was always game for it. My mom's like, "You're not going to do that on Fox News Sunday." I'm like, "No, mom, we're not going to do midnight snack on Fox News Sunday, but you will still see me as I'm covering legal issues in the." Supreme Court all week and you'll see me on Sunday. And so I know my mom so well that I knew that would be her reaction. And so she said, I have to sort of grieve over that. I'm not going to see you doing the show with Kevin every day. So she loves him. I think she's adopted him like he's one of her her kids, too. He is great. He's great. (laughs) We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. I love in the book that you talk about um, teacher, preacher, you know, inventor, scientist. Like, there are all these different things that you can do. But then you have this line that no matter what you do, lead with compassion in all that you do. And I think that's an important thing, too, that we want our kids to be successful, obviously. But you felt like it was really important to to include that. What's yes, the lesson? Because, there? Well, because I we're, we're teaching these little ones to grow up and have compassion for other people and to look at everybody, no matter what their socioeconomic background is, their color, their politics, no matter what, everyone is God's child. So that's the way I want her to to look at life. Mm-hmm. You know, when an ambulance goes by, we say a prayer for wherever that ambulance is going or whoever might be inside or the fire truck. We say a prayer that they can get the fire out before anyone is 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 injured. And um, those kinds of little lessons, I want her to have compassion for other people and to realize that you're right. I like what your mom said. Someone else always has it worse if you have a bad day, but also just to to fill up other people's buckets. There's a there's a little saying her teachers are teaching hate in this that everyone walks around with a bucket and you need to fill up each other's buckets and you don't want to take things out of someone's bucket. So when you say something nice or you do something nice for someone else, then you're putting nice things into their bucket and you're filling it up with beautiful things. Right. But if you say something that's mean about someone or you treat someone unfairly or unkindly, you're scooping out something from their bucket. And so their bucket can't ever be completely full. So that's a great little image in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, a childlike way of, of walking through life. 
And so we talk about that. And every day before she goes to school or when I pick her up actually from school, we talk about how she made a difference in someone's life that day. Because I was interviewing Tim Tebow on Fox and Friends. And I said, what is something? And I asked him the same question I asked you, because I love it when I have really strong Christian friends and I want to find out what did their parents do? Because I need to do that too at home. <laughs> so I asked him the same question I asked you, what did your what did your mom do? And he said, my mom always said, make a difference in someone's life today. And then they would talk about it later that afternoon, how they made a difference. And so when I pick Hayden up from school, we'll talk about, did you make a difference in someone's life today? And it's them. I mean, she's six. It's so cute. On the playground, I invited so-and-so to come over and play with me because she was by herself. And that really has an impact on a little child's life. I remember being left out sometimes as a little child and you just feel like you're not liked or you're not popular or someone else is more liked or more popular than you are. And that can affect you. And even though we might laugh at that at our age now, like who cares? You know, you go make another friend. <laughs> at that age, that's really impactful. It means a lot when someone includes you or when mm. someone leaves you out, it really hurts you. Yeah, and it's just such a good lesson um, for all of us to learn as children and as adults. Because I think even, you know, we joke about movies like Mean Girls, um, but that still exists into adulthood. I think as a kid, yeah. you think like, okay, everybody's going to be nice and mature and grown up, and we're all going to get there together. And then you realize like, oh, no, there are people out there who still um, are working through this process. And as you said, we are called to be kind and respectful of everybody, um, whether or not they are to us. Um, but I think even still, we can get our feelings hurt as adults. So, I mean, how sweet that that's what you're investing in her is making sure that she cares for other people and is looking for maybe somebody who is feeling left out. And what a beautiful trait. Um, we are talking to Ainsley Earhart. You know and love her from Fox and Friends, Fox Nation, and her best-selling books. The new one is I'm So Glad You Were Born, Celebrating Who You Are. Um, I got to say, too, like the illustrations are just so precious in this book. You see little kiddos of all kinds of different backgrounds and abilities and with different instruments. And um, I, I'm looking at this one here that I love because she's got glasses. That was me growing up. I got glasses in third grade and mm -hmm. I always felt like a little bit of a nerd. <laughs> Man, I still do. Um, but, you know, you you talk about kids and in, in growing up and, and finding your place and fitting in. I think an, another important message of the book is like, we don't all have to be alike. Like you are unique and special. And that's a good thing to celebrate. Yes, it is. And, and, you know, that's, that's interesting that you say that because someone asked me, what is, what's the biggest shocker for you as a parent? And you realize, gosh, you're raising a, a child that can have so many similarities, but also so many differences. And so you, you learn to embrace that and you might've been an athlete and your child might not be an athlete and that might not be their interest. And for, you know, a lot of men, especially that can be difficult for them and they could, you know, push their child in a way that they might not want to be pushed. But for me, my child, you know, you and I, Shannon, we're on television. We do this for a living. And I was always the one I asked my dad, I said, was I shy? And he said, no, you've never met a stranger. <laughs> we we're actually worried about you because we were scared you would meet a stranger and <laughs> run off, off with somebody. <laughs> right. And Hayden is not like that. And so you have to, I, I actually love it because I watch her and she'll mm -hmm. walk into a room and she will observe. And she becomes close to you after she's figured out whether or not she can trust you and whether mm -hmm. or not she, she's just a, more of a thinker. 
And um, but then once you get to know her, she's running around skipping and dancing and singing and playing dress up. But she's just a little bit different than I am in that regard. And so I had to teach her when you meet someone, look them in the eye. And she still has trouble doing that because she's a little shy. And and I and I I love this about her because it's like discovering something new. But I also love having a little girl because I know how to do that. I know how I know what a little girl loves. And that's she's a girly girl. She loves the dolls and she loves dressing them up and she loves putting her you know, plastic high heels on that are an inch <laughs> tall and running through the den in her princess outfit. She is just all girl. But um, I think I've learned that. Yes, you have to just embrace them for who they are and accept them for who they are and know that, like you said, from the Psalms, God, God wove them together beautifully and perfectly and uniquely. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you about another family member? Sure. Okay. I got to check on Rosie Tiny Buttercup. How is she doing? <laughs> your little sweet right pupper. She's sitting right beside me. Thank you so Aww. much. Yeah, you have your dog too. I know we're dog lovers. <laughs> we so, so we had a dog, a little toy poodle, and her. And what's funny is, um, I was talking to my dad, and I said, "What should we name her?" I said, "You know, your your mom, my grandmother. We called her Tinka. That was her nickname." I said, "Tinka always always had dogs. Always loved dogs, and dogs loved her." And I said, "You know." I don't know if this would be appropriate because she's my grandmother, but I would love to name her Tinka. And I, I said, I don't know if that's a weird name, if anyone would really <laughs> get it. But I asked Hayden about it. And she said, and my grandmother's name was Alice, Alice Earhart, but she went by Tinka. And so I asked Hayden, you know, what, what do you want to name her? Do you like the name Tinka? Because my grandmother said, if you don't like dogs, you don't know God. Oh, <laughs> so um, my I told Hayden, I said, let's name her. Let's let's name her Tinka. She said, no, I don't like Tinka. She said, but what about Alice? And I and Hayden never met my grandmother. So she never knew oh. that her name was Alice. Oh, my goodness. And I said, why would you Right. I said, why would you say Alice? And she said, because a little boy in her class, his older sister uh, ended up going to the school where Hayden just got accepted to and is now going in first grade. And she said she really loves that little girl. She's older than her. And she said, I want to name her after Billy's sister. I mean, after, yeah, Billy's sister's name is Alice. And I said, that is so funny. So I called my dad. I said, you're never going to believe this. So she named that little dog Alice Rainbow. Well, Alice Rainbow came to us and she was very sick. And we were trying to nurse her back to health. And she was in the hospital a few times that first week. And she ended up passing away. Mm-hmm. And we were rushing her to like the 24-hour you know, facility. Mm-hmm. But she was so darling. She was so cute. So I called... Um, I called the place where we got the dogs and and they said, well, we have we just, you know, have a new little poodle if you're interested. And so I um, I went to go pick up our new dog and I said, Hayden, you you named Alice Rainbow. What do you want to name this little dog? And she said and the little dog came with the name Tiny because she's so <laughs> little. So she said, I want to name her Rosie Tiny Buttercup. So that Aww. is our little name. We call her Rosie, but Hayden named her, which I thought was really cute. There's so much cuteness in your house. It's like a cuteness explosion with the three of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you have fun. We have a lot of fun. Well, I mean, you're just leading her so well. And this book is so sweet. And I pray that it will be um, something that blesses, like you said, um, mamas and grandmas and aunts and uncles and godparents. And if you've got a little one in your life, you're going to love this book. I'm so glad you were born celebrating who you are by Ainsley Earhart. She's been our guest this week on Live in the Bream. Ainsley, congrats. The book is out September 27th. And I wish you all the best on it. 
Can I give my website? It's Ainsley E, because most people don't know how to spell Earhart. So AinsleyE.com. You can find out where we're going to be. We're going to a lot of different cities around the, the country. And you can sign up for the virtual signing. So you can get a signed copy and chat with me while we do that that signing. Yeah, those are so fun. And, and being out on the road, people are going to be so excited to meet you. And it's always fun for us to meet our Fox family because our viewers really are that and our listeners too. So Ainsley, thank you so much. And maybe I'll see you on the road too. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.